0: Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome, your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go, even in a radio studio. Here's Jason
1: Grill. Hello, hello, and welcome to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today on the KMBZ Business Channel 16:60 6 AM and on KMBZ.com. Appreciate you guys uh, hitting us up online too at Grill Nation Show and at. Jason Grill on Twitter, as well as listening to the show on, uh, grillnationshow.com, com, and also on iTunes, TuneIn and Stitcher. We're in all those places. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed the intro music. It's still pretty relevant. I got, uh, one of our, uh, great sponsors and supporters of Grill Nation in studio right now, John Kenny Hertz, guest co-host and monthly contributor to Grill Nation. Welcome and, uh, welcome back, John.
2: Well, thanks to be
1: here. Everything going good I at Kenny think- Hertz Perry.
2: Everything's going well. Uh, yeah, we're busy. I mean, you know, we do a lot of work for entrepreneurs. So mm-hmm. there's uh,
1: there's more and more coming through your there's doors. More now.
2: and more. Yeah. It's no. It's good. Everything's going great. Want
1: to also mention our other uh, sponsors and supporters of Grill Nation. We have Andrew Bash, who's a guest co-host, who's the uh, founder of the Bash Group. He does a lot of great real estate here in Kansas City, and also um, he's been doing really good on Grill Nation. Um, Ryan Maybe is a quarterly uh, contributor. Uh, mm-hmm. to Grill Nation. He'll be on uh very soon. We, we're going to be talking about Kansas City, a you know, restaurant scene. Uh Danny Pfeiffer, the uh, catalyst, he's our political contributor, and luckily enough, we have him in studio today for our first segment, which we'll get to in a second. Very exciting to have Danny in studio. And then Kansas City Power and Light District is also a supporter of Grill Nation. And uh, the head, the executive director of Cordish, Nick Benjamin, will be on the show uh later today. So we're going to start off our show, but I want to first mention our other guests today. We're going to have, um, we're going to be talking about Uber in our first segment with Danny and, um, Andy Hung from Uber, uh, this very hot, hot topic issue right now in Kansas City and, and in Missouri and Kansas. So they're going to be on in the first segment. We're going to have Kelly Cole and John from Halls mm-hmm. in segment two and three to talk about their new location. And also, I'm assuming he's going to be giving us some fashion tips. Uh, I hope so. You need a lot of them, I right? I definitely need a few. Uh, and we're going to put some people on the grill today in segment two and three. We're going to put Kelly on the grill and uh, ask him some quickies. So it's going to be a lot of fun today. So you excited? I'm excited, And yeah. then we're going to finish the show with uh, with Nick Benjamin again from Cordish yeah. to talk to us about some stuff happening at Power and Light District uh, with One Light and everything else going on there. So it'll be a great show.
2: I'm excited to talk, well, with everybody, but the Uber <clears throat> issue is a hot, hot topic.
1: Let's get into that. Yeah, let's. It uh, looks like we got uh, Danny Pfeiffer from catalyst he's our political contributor here on grill nation in studio welcome danny great to be here um and we have andy hung who's the general manager at uber uh, and is uh, dealing with a lot of stuff right now in kansas city and uh, hopefully uh hopefully we can keep uber in kansas city it's doing great things welcome to the show andy
3: thanks jason for having me great to be here
1: so let's start off with where we are today today is thursday uh i believe the city council has a important vote today
3: uh, that's right. Uh, the city council is going to uh, at least consider um, what has been passed up by the transportation and infrastructure committee last week. And um, like I've I've mentioned before, and, and certainly testified last week, uh, we still have some issues with um, with what has been proposed. Um, we do think that it, it creates a lot of provisions that makes it very hard to uh, partner on the system, particularly as a as a part time driver, uh, of whom the the vast majority of Uber partners are. Uh, you know, provisions that don't necessarily advance the cause of safety uh, and really just make it hard uh, to operate.
2: Yeah, I think it's interesting. It's almost as if we don't have to even explain what Uber is because it's become a term that is almost as common as uh, Google. You know what I mean? It's uh, how are we getting there? Uber, right? I mean, it's it's Danny and I have been using it since. I mean, we've traveled for, you know, all over the place for years, and it's by far one of the most. Incredibly convenient technologies. I've never felt unsafe, and I've used it all over the place. Um, I don't know. I know that you're you're a big proponent. I of it am. Too, Jason.
1: I'm a ba- big proponent of innovation and technology and moving Kansas City forward. Right. And so um, that's one of the reasons why we wanted to have Andy and Danny on today, um, because you know as a city we're doing all these great things, uh, but we need to continue to do great things, and we can't have any bumps in the road, right, John?
2: Absolutely. And so maybe Annie, you can tell us what. Or tell us what the listeners can do to support the cause, because everybody that 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 we talk to about Uber, um, especially knowing Danny, because it's kind of all he talks about these days. <laughs> uh,
1: it's everybody all I, talk about too, well, you're right? But everybody
2: yeah. that we talk to seems to be supportive, and I think one of the biggest questions is, what can we do to be supportive or show our support and keep Uber here?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'd encourage listeners to to call in and email to your uh, city council representative if you want some more information. Obviously, this is this is a um, uh, not not a very easy topic, always to explain. But we do a pretty good job of laying out um, what a lot of other cities have done uh, on a blog post we have. That's at blog.
1: dot com slash embracing tech. Let's go over that real quickly, Andy, because I have that pulled up on my computer. I, I tweeted this out the other day. Um, take us through that because I know there's other cities listed on here. You have, um, Chicago, Minneapolis, Austin, Washington DC, Tulsa, Cincinnati, and Kansas City. And you have a really interesting graph, uh, which shows the differences in these cities. And I, and I understand I was at South by Southwest about a month ago. Um, they had some issues when they were going through their process, right? And obviously now have been, it's been a big success, right? With the <laughs> regulations, the adopt regulations in, in Austin. Absolutely. So, you know, it's, it's but a, they didn't have, they had their hurdles they had to go through too with the city and with the government and whatnot, and it figured itself out and now it's very successful.
3: Sure. No, absolutely. And and uh, and thanks for listing these out. I mean, these are a lot of cities where Uber has been operating for for longer than in, in Kansas City and you know, we've uh, we've gone through uh, an education process in, in every city in, in figuring out what works. But uh, these are all examples of cities that have come uh, come in and, and, and really created a purpose-built approach to TNC regulation, not necessarily making it try to fit what the existing approach is for taxis and livery, um, and and really finding something that both prioritizes safety, but also uh, makes it easy for these part-time drivers to join without uh, jumping through a lot of administrative red tape.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and like you said, I mean, the cities on here, I mean, obviously, D.C. and Chicago are major cities, and... Uh, you know, I feel like Uber has been in D.C. for as long as I can remember. Yeah, D.C. Well, that was probably where Dan and I first used it, right?
4: Yeah, yeah I think we were early adopters. And D.C. Yeah. was the third or fourth market for Uber. So that was probably three years ago. Um, they quickly, I think, started in San Francisco, New York City, then Washington. And I just – I want to piggyback on a comment that Andy made because I think it's, it's, it's important. And I've cut, sort of stole this term that he uses, purpose-built. And it really, I think, summarizes why we're here and what we're talking about in the city of Kansas City. When you compare it to the other cities, the other cities have taken – measures to build regulation that works for uh, rideshare companies. In Kansas City right now, we don't feel that the ordinance does that. The ordinance really uh, is just the tweaked taxicab uh, ordinance. If you look at the city of Kansas City, they already differentiate between different modes of tra- regulated transportation, Or, or uh, uh, right? They have taxicab license. You have a livery license, which is traditional black car service. They even have a license for the horse and carriages on the on the plaza. Really, all Uber's asking for is to be treated the same way, for, this, for the council to take a step back To really understand the business model and to develop regulation that fits that business
2: model. Right. Is there, uh, are there other industries that, you know, people would, if you could mention that people would say, oh yeah, that totally makes sense that have gone through, Danny, you may be better to answer this, that have gone through similar types of situations with legislators? in Kansas city or, or that you've dealt with before technology,
4: you know, it's all well with technology, technology just by its definition is new, right. And it's different. And so sure there are, I think that there's nothing probably I think is transformative and as significant as what Uber has done, but in Kansas city in particular, but certainly in, 200 cities around the country, 300, 300 cities around the country. Now we've been through we've been through this issue and we have been right. able to work towards a solution that works in those cities to make sure that consumers have a choice when it comes to uh, to to how to get from point. And a to I point guess that's eight.
1: what bothers me a little bit is that as a former legislator, I've never been a city councilman, but knowing how this stuff works, right. uh, it just kind of what, what bothers me is that you can see these other cities that dealt with a lot of the same problems and have, you know, Proposed regulations that are working. Right. And I feel like Kansas City, with all the stuff we have going on right now, is pretty forward thinking with technology and with millennials and with all the development downtown and you know, whatever. So that's that's kind of why I'm hoping and, you know, that we can really make a difference here and, and actually come to some sort of a common ground or something that will keep uh technology in the city.
2: Between you and Danny, Jason, I mean you're far more versed in politics and than I am. But it just seems to me like this is something that at least everybody that we talk to, our age, younger, older, everybody that we talk to about in Kansas City wants.
4: Absolutely. And
2: so it seems so strange that the city council that is supposed to be helping Kansas City and furthering the interests of the public would would be throwing up any sort of opposition. Or that anybody would be throwing up opposition, for that matter, unless they had some you know vested interest in – Taxi cabs, I guess. Sure. Well, I think
4: the the city council has a vested interest in making sure that their or constituents are protected. Right. Making sure that um, if companies like Uber are going to come and provide these services, that they meet certain standards. There's no doubt, and they should, and rightfully so, they should do that. The question is whether the approach is appropriate, and and whether it whether the their their approach and the ordinance that they're considering uh, makes sense and enables innovation and in technology or stifles innovation and in technology. Certainly we believe that it does not enable. And going back to Jason's comment, we certainly agree. Kansas city has been a hotbed for entrepreneurial activity for high tech innovation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a place that Uber should be right. Um, there's no doubt about that. We were saying, uh, and, and two, I want to mention too, the
2: ease of using it. Oh, <laughs> I mean, there's no, there's really no comparison. There really isn't. Mm-hmm. And, and again, from city to city, it's you know you have the app on your phone, it's secure. You don't have to use cash. Uh, I mean, I had a driver, I had a driver the other day that picked me up um, from my my condo downtown, who is a a gym teacher at a a local high school in North Kansas City, driving a Volvo. One of the, well, I mean, he was just a super nice guy, and he said, you know, I don't make a lot of money as a teacher, and this is something I've been doing for however many months. And, you know, there's probably a million stories like that, right? Yeah. yeah. I
4: mean, I, I rode over with a guy today to the studio who is a retired, uh, retired. You took Uber to the studio. I did. I there did. I Wow. <laughs> you talk about supportive. That's what you can do to that's, support you. That's but to your point, it's really become a, wow. litma, a, a somewhat of a lit, litmus test in some ways. I mean, it, it, when you think about economic development, if you, if you were, if you were looking expanding your company and you traveled to a city, um, you get off the airplane and you walk out. Right. If, if you can't order an Uber, it may, might not make the top ten checklist of whether you move a company, whether you move to a city or you expand. But it certainly gives you a feeling mm-hmm. for that city. And it's something that I think young entrepreneurs expect, frankly. Especially
2: the ones you know with that are here because of Google Fiverr mm-hmm. or the, right. the startup and entrepreneurialism that's happening in Kansas City. It seems so counterintuitive to oppose Uber.
1: Right. we got a minute and a half left. Andy, again, tell us uh, what the website is that people can interact with and uh, what we have going on here.
3: Yeah, uh, so check us out. Uh, the, um, the 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 latest on this uh, we blogged about, city-by-city uh, city comparison we've been talking about, is blog.uber.com slash embracing tech. And again, you know, there are so many benefits that we're talking about. I mean, the ease of being able to get a ride. We've seen uh, Austin is one of the cities listed here. Uh, One of the members of the police just uh, said that they've seen a 24% decrease in DUIs the year that ride sharing uh, came to Austin. That's another thing we're not
1: even talking about, yeah.
3: It makes it so much easier to make the smart choice. And, you know, that's just another uh, safety benefit of having uh, a service like this in town.
1: Very cool. And, Danny, we got 45 seconds left. Can we get a little bit of an update on what's going on in Missouri with with this? Yeah, both Missouri and Kansas are considering
4: uh, legislation at the state level that would sort of streamline. The requirements for TNCs, which are uh, rideshare companies like Uber to become licensed um, at the state, Uh, the bills are the bill in Kansas has passed the legislature and is awaiting the signature of the governor. Um, And in Missouri, uh, where we have about seven weeks left in the session, uh, we are in negotiations with all the interested parties to try to hammer out language that makes sense for us to do what seven other states have done and 13 other states are considering, which is pass
1: a. Uh, uh, statewide uh, statewide uh, regulatory model for this. Very cool. Well, uh, Danny, Andy, thanks for coming on Grill Nation today. And uh, Danny, we'll talk to you again soon down the road. Uh, thanks for being a contributor to uh, Grill Nation. Thanks, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. We'll be right back after the break. Thanks for listening. Running down the street like your hair's on fire. Thoughts running fast like a man on the Hello, Kansas City, and welcome back to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill, alongside uh Grill National supporter, yes. John Kenny Hertz from Kenny Hertz Perry Law Firm. Um very excited about our next two segments. We have um, a very esteemed uh, Kansas City um, on the line. Now we have Kelly Cole, the president and CEO of Halls. Kelly, how are you today?
0: I'm doing well, Jason. John, nice to be here.
1: Great to have you. So um John and I put our heads together and we were like, who do we ha- want to have on Grill Nation this week? And th- there was no one we could think of better because we're both, we, we try to be fashionable. We try to dress well, as you know, Kelly, and we both love halls. So we decided on you and, uh, we're real excited to have you on. For our listeners who don't know about, uh, your background or about halls, please tell us a little bit about that.
0: Well, very briefly, I grew up in the Midwest, in southeastern Kansas, and many years ago lived and worked in Kansas City and worked for a company called Wolf Brothers, uh, but left Kansas City, and for 20 years, I was with Neiman Marcus in Southern California, in San Diego, Newport Beach, and Beverly Hills most wow. recently, before uh, getting the opportunity to come back to Kansas City and be at the Helm of Hall. So I've been back here for seven years now.
2: That's how I explain it. I, I lived in California for a couple of years and people always ask me why I moved back and I say, well, I got the opportunity to move back to Kansas City. I'm glad you say the same thing.
0: Absolutely. yeah. No, it's good to be here.
1: That's great. Um, Kelly, take us a little bit through the history of Halls, obviously you're really well versed in it. Um, I just found out some new stuff today, I didn't realize how long it had been around to be honest with you.
0: Uh, yes, uh, almost 100 years. In fact, uh, Joyce Hall, the uh, the founder of Hallmark greeting cards, opened up the first Hall store only about three or four years after he started the greeting card company. Mm-hmm. So we're uh, not much younger than Hallmark greeting cards. So in 2016, actually, will mark Hall's 100th anniversary uh, or birthday. Um, but it 's been in many locations throughout the city, really sort of started at what we call a hard goods store so that 's everything from stationery to China and crystal Joyce Hall loved crystal and anything that that dealt with the top of the table and uh, had a downtown store on grand many years ago and then uh, as you know there were two stores at one time. A store at Crown Center was built when they developed Crown Center then 50 years ago opened a second store on the Country Club Plaza and been running two stores up until just last year.
2: Well Kelly, I, uh, I've been a big fan of Halls as you probably know and <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: <thank laughs> how, how, how big of a
2: fan, John? Well, I don't know if you can pull up my credit card records there but <laughs> he's, he's a very
0: good client
2: <laughs> that's great uh well i try to keep up with jason and his his fashion sense so it's, it's well, i expensive. will tell you that
1: uh kelly since we have you on the phone john is wearing a very nice tie today in a blue suit so he's
2: that he that that i bought from from kelly's store for nice sure, work so. nice work uh kelly so a couple things that we of course want to get to uh m- most importantly i think would be the move from the plaza which I guess is more of a consolidation, would you say, to the location that you guys have recently uh, renovated and, and and done an amazing job with? You talk a little well, bit about that.
0: Yeah, well, uh, uh, if you haven't been to the new halls on Grand, it's really something to see. But you're right. I guess you you could call it a consolidation. We really <clears throat> talked about this for many years within the organization, and frankly, it just didn't make financial sense. To operate two stores like Halls in the city the size of Kansas City. Uh, They're just not enough customers to support more of a higher-end luxury type of retail operation. We are paying rent on the plaza. We own Crown Center, Hallmark owns Crown Center, so if you have the opportunity to build a new facility, something that the city and that we would be very proud of, it only makes sense to build it on property that you own, uh, that's already established as a retail destination within the city, so I uh, guess that's why we landed uh, to be one store uh, on Crown Center and it's really been exciting because there's a lot more, as you know, now happening in the urban core than there had been uh, 10 years ago or more. So we're kind of, we think, at a really good time to be more towards the downtown area right now.
1: And what, um, what are those differences you mentioned? I mean, is it, do you get more of a uh, millennial crowd now in, in being in Crown Center, or is it, it take us through the differences in the clientele uh, from when you were on the plaza versus now just being in Crown Center?
0: There are some differences uh, you know there are with the two Starwoods hotels on the Crown Center property, we do get uh, people who are staying at the hotels come to visit the store that we probably would not have seen at the plaza uh, but there is uh you know, we're we're working to attract this some of these twenty two thousand residents who are downtown now, who live and work downtown, who really don't have a place to shop for apparel or things for uh, for their home. So we're really seeing kind of a new influx of a customer for us, which is quite exciting, to your point, maybe millennials, but they certainly are at the upper end of the millennials where they are, they're, they're working now and uh, they have careers, they have an income. But, uh, we've worked very hard to hold on to our core customer who, who loved us being at the plaza and we loved being on the plaza and just trying to help that person find their way to Crown Center, which the majority of them uh, have been and have been, been very pleased. But it certainly has been a transition for us.
1: Mm hmm. Um tell us about some of the uh the new things at the Crown Center location um I know you guys have uh you know cafe, a cafe and, and and different things uh tell us about those additions
0: all right uh well yes we've we've added uh, a, a little cafe uh, actually we call it the h bar so it only seats about twenty people. But, uh, it has a very nice vibe to it. It's, uh, casual, informal dining. So it's soups, salads, sandwiches. You can sit up to the bar, or we have some small bistro, uh, tables. It's right in the center of the store, sort of in the heart of it, if you would. We wanted it to be a place to see and be seen. So there's always a lot of people bustling around you. But uh, again, it's very casual fare, but we think very competitively priced. So uh, that's always kind of a nice surprise at Halls, <laughs> which <laughs> brings me to another thing that we we've instituted kind of a new merchandising philosophy at Halls. We have been very fortunate to to have procured some globally known luxury brands at Halls uh, that are and. Halls has kind of been known for exclusivity, luxury, expensive, high quality, and that has attracted a certain customer to Halls over the years. At the same time, it's detracted a lot of people from coming to Halls with the perception that everything's too expensive, and we really didn't want the new Halls to have that perception, to have any type of a negative connotation to it, Mm. So we're really all about style in the new halls. We're not about price. And I think that anyone coming in now could sort of see anything you walk out of the store with is going to have great style, but not necessarily a large price tag.
2: Well, and you also support local. I walked in the other day and saw quite a few Charlie Hustle T-shirts, which – In (laughs) Sock 101s. In Sock 101s. great.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're we're always trying to find sort of local artisans or designers, uh, so we can support them. In in fact, we're going to tie into Hall's first of Friday uh, ever on May first, and there's a great young local artist who we've discovered named Whitney Manny, and we're going to do a pop up shop for Whitney. But then we've also found 10 other young local artists who haven't necessarily been represented and they're going to do installations in the store that we're going to mix back with our current fashion. So we thought Halls would be a good place to start first Friday on May 1st and then people could move on to the crossroads. So mm-hmm. we're very supportive of local talent.
1: Um, we're talking to Kelly Cole, the president and CEO of Halls Kansas City. Uh, Kelly, we're gonna we're going to come back with you after the break for another segment. I really want to – Want to talk more? John, I think, has uh, put together some quick questions for you, too, that we'll, we'll, we'll touch on in the next segment. So I uh, wanted to tell our listeners you can check out Halls. Is that just Halls.com? Correct. Great. Well, uh, we are right back on Grill Nation after the break with more with Kelly Cole, the president and CEO of Halls.
5: you picture perfect.
0: So you can tell everybody Yeah, you can tell everybody Go ahead and tell everybody I'm the man,
1: I'm the man, I'm the man Welcome back to Grill Nation. Thanks for joining us on the KMBZ Business Channel, 1660 AM and online at KMBZ.com. We're back with Kelly Cole, the President and CEO of Halls, uh, located in the great city of Kansas City and down at Crown Center. Kelly, um, there's some things coming up that you wanted to, to touch on, I think, didn't you? And, 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 and let's get let's 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 talk about some of those.
0: Yes, we've uh, one of the things halls is really known for doing doing uh, events and creating some fun things and reasons to come into the store. On uh, Thursday evening, April sixteenth, we have what we call it's a girl thing. It's a guy thing. And we have representatives coming in from all kinds of brands. We've got registers to win. We have food and beverage. A lot of entertainment happening throughout the evening. It goes from about five till eight o'clock. So anyone should check us out. It'd be a, a very interesting evening with lots of things going on in the store. So we hope you'll stop by.
1: Awesome. Um, I think John wanted to uh, to ask you about current fashion, didn't you, John? Yeah. Well,
2: always a concern of mine. Uh, <laughs> As you know, Kelly, I'm a lawyer, so I'm forced to wear a uh, suit and tie quite often. But I'm right. sure you probably see the trends, of course, a lot more than most people uh, and probably recognize what people are, are wearing, uh, especially to work. And I know that there's been more of a trend towards you know, the business casual and it kind of ebbs and flows. So what are you what are you seeing lately? And i I basically want to make sure that I'm still fashionable. And <laughs> right.
0: Well, you, you always are. I, 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 you got, I've got your back on this one. Both of you I guys appreciate always, that. always look great. Uh, yeah, it's been interesting watching over the past few years how our new younger customer is wanting to dress up a little bit more than his father or older brother did. Uh, looking at sport coats or suits, but really that have a whole different silhouette now. Uh, you know, it's much trimmer, it's a little closer to the body, uh, more narrow lapels, a trimmer leg no pleats on the pants it's just a it's a younger hipper suit now to be wearing I feel like you
2: just more... described the suit that I'm wearing today
1: <laughs> Well good.
0: And <laughs> you've got the right suit on. I
1: think I don't think John just got that off the rack maybe he did. No. It's been fitted for him. No, Mark sold it to me.
0: Oh, okay. Well, you know, you also bring up a very good thing it is for, for not an extra charge, if you're getting a suit, you ought to have a tailored look at it so we can make sure that it really does fit you to uh, perfection. And there's usually uh, no or very nominal charge in doing that, but it really makes the suit more catered to you and your body. You're going to be a lot more comfortable and look a lot better in it.
1: Kelly, uh, John and I are trying a new thing here on Grill Nation. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn it over to, to John Kenny or Tara for this next segment. What is it called, John? Okay,
2: so the next segment, which you're going to be the first, right? I think Uh-oh. so. One of the first. Okay, one of the first, which is uh, You're on the Grill with, with Jason, Jason Grill.
1: Grill. Cue the sizzling music. Okay, yeah. However,
2: <laughs> however, I'm going to grab the spatula on this one, and we're going <laughs> to... We're going to uh – I'm going to ask you a few rapid-fire questions, okay?
1: All right, Okay. All right. you got the spatula in your hand, man. Yeah, thank you.
2: <laughs> all right, so uh first question. Who's your favorite sales associate between Mark, <laughs> Curtis, or Joey?
0: Oh, you can't put me on the spot. On <laughs> That's that. the whole point. You're I, on I the grill. Depends on <laughs> – <laughs> You're not no, going to answer? going down that road. Okay. Okay, well, well you're, you're 0 for 1. On that 1.
2: 0 for 1. Okay, uh <laughs> – you're uh, the most fashionable new sock comp- company out of Kansas City. It's <laughs> <laughs> an easy one.
0: Oh, who, who's the sports, who's the, who's the athlete that's got a new sock line now? Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, it's, 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 uh, it, the answer is, the, John. Yeah, the answer
2: is Sock 101. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go to number three. Okay, the, um, let's see. Oh, when can, uh, when can the Grill Nation do a live remote from Halls? Anytime you want. Okay, good. There we go. Well, <laughs> it looks like you were uh, you were one for three, I Wait, believe. Wait, we got, we
0: got another one,
1: don't we? <laughs> we got another few. But, um, um well, What's his favorite uh, menu oh, item? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, Sorry,
2: uh, I missed that one. Your favorite lunch item at the Halls Cafe? The
0: H-Bar. Uh, it is, at the H-Bar, it's the turkey sandwich.
2: Okay. And um, that's all I've got. We already covered the event. So his, the next upcoming event, I would say the only, the last question then would be what is what is your what's been the most uh the most attended and your favorite event so far that you guys have had at, at the new halls on grand
0: i think it was our grand opening where we had almost 800 people wow yeah and we and from all walks of life Uh, all ages and it was one heck of a party like the city's never seen before and i think it was a great way for us to launch uh, the new halls as we as we become current and relevant and move into the future it's just a whole different vibe now at uh at halls
2: yeah well that's awesome and you know we're always very supportive of of locally owned businesses and i think people kind of forget because you are so ingrained in kansas city and such a large business that that you guys are locally owned, and you do a lot for the city, so we appreciate it.
0: Well, thank you. It's yeah, a and, and, great, great really thing to be a part of.
1: Yeah, it's very cool, and uh, you know we really we really appreciate you coming on the air today, Kelly. Um, and you know we're excited about the future events, and obviously I'm excited to one day dress as good as John Kenny Hurts. Um, right. His tie knot <laughs> his tie knot today is the best thing I've ever seen. Amazing, right? It just did someone tie that in, for no, you? No, I did. and okay. I, I was I was kind of surprised myself. Yeah it's it's you you've you've whoever over at Halls is his you know there's, there's
2: one other service that Halls offers that I don't think anybody knows about. I had to go to a charity event and I do not know how to tie a bow tie. Yes, I don't either. Right. So I went into Halls and gave it to Mark Perret and said, "Mark, I need your help." And of course he laughed at me and made three or four jokes and then he tied my tied my
1: bow tie. We'll have to have you uh teach us how to do that when we do our <laughs> yeah. remote, okay, Kelly?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I can. Okay, well, uh, appreciate it, Kelly Cole, the president and CEO of Halls. You can check that out. Uh, check out Halls, obviously at Crown Center, and also online at halls dot com. Kelly Cole, thanks for coming to Grill Nation today. You're welcome. We'll talk to you again soon.
0: All
1: right. Uh, interesting guest there, uh, Kelly Cole. Uh, I've actually never met Kelly in person. Uh, that might be why he didn't know about SOC 101. But uh, uh, <laughs> possibly. but we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna hit him up again and do that remote over there because I think that'd be fun. Yeah, no, and I you... got that new recorder, John. Oh, we still see. don't have yeah. the we still don't have the mics and the and the banner yet, but we'll get there.
2: Well, I, as you know, I was a little uh a little upset that you didn't bring the the recorder, the handheld <laughs> recorder so that we could interview people at <laughs> opening day. Don't,
1: I don't think that would have been a good thing. Honestly, ah, well. uh, we we had a few too many um Diet Cokes yeah. and peanuts at Did. the uh at the Game Boulevard. Beers. Um what a game though. That was fun. Yeah, it was we, fun. We we uh, we took the Grill Nationals out to uh to the opening day. Actually, we didn't take out. We were invited out. Um, Andy Bash. By Andy Bash, who's a uh, guest co-host. Uh, we had... Um, Danny oh, Piper. Danny Piper, who is the uh, who's our political contributor from Catalyst, who obviously did a great job earlier on the show. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was just a good time. I'm excited about the Royals. We've got to
2: mention we had a lo- another local business owner, Tom Pollock, that came Tom Pollock. Us. Really I had, nice guy. I I had
1: some very good conversation with Tom yeah. Pollock. We had a lot of mutual... Uh, clients and interests and he uh I'm looking forward to to ho- talking to him again soon. So he, he linked in me immediately uh the next day it was great.
2: Let's talk a little bit about the Royals and the K. I mean it's, after last year, yeah, I thought you know people were gonna be even more excited than they usually are for opening day, and I think they were right? For sure. I mean I'd I was. i not
1: we didn't get out there um we, we didn't get, get out there out, early we, we didn't get out there early. We were only out there for we got there like two, I think. Yeah, So the game started, and we got in the stadium right when it was they were finishing up the ceremonies. But yeah, it did feel more electric. People were really paying more attention. Um, well, we played the cup game, which we mentioned, off air. Um, I was the big winner. Yeah, the, cu- uh, the cup game. And in, Tom
2: Pollock. The, hold on. The cup game, in case you don't know, at every Royals game, you grab a cup, and everybody you're sitting with puts a dollar in. Yeah. And the batter, whether it's for the Royals or, or the whoever. opposing team. Yeah, teams. and I,
1: don't, I didn't like that, but I went along with the rules.
2: Well, I'm not sure that you still understand. I'm not sure that you understand the rules cuz you won. Three I was too out, busy talking about three Uber. 3 out of 5. I was too busy
1: talking about Uber, you know. Yeah. Um, it was fun. That's a cool game. Yeah, so I Keeps won I won some dollars. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought the it was a pretty electric. We did not get to try out the new uh, amenities there. Yeah, what's the new uh, restaurant? Craft and Draft right. over there. Uh, you know, it looks different without the windows, the uh 70 style and 80 style <laughs> glass windows right uh, they've made it more open to the to the to the regular fan i guess yeah no and they, they have, have a lot of good beer in there apparently
2: i think the stadium itself they've made a lot of <laughs> upgrades and it, it feels like somewhat of a new
1: stadium it does um what'd you think of kelly i mean he uh kelly cole from halls you, you know, know I, I i hate to say this i have i've only stopped in there once i went to the old calls at crown center um uh, when it was just there i have not traveled to the new one yet
2: it's the store is awesome um I'm I'm friends with a lot of those guys just because, you know, like I said, I like I like like to to, look nice.
1: So you do most of your shopping (laughs) then in in halls. I do. You don't you don't do it online.
2: No, not at all.
1: For such a high tech guy, that kind of shocks me a little bit.
2: So I've tried it. I've tried the online shopping a few times, and it just doesn't work. But the biggest problem I have with the online shopping is. I'm too lazy to send stuff back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know. You have to get that UPS label. Right. stuff. <laughs> right. Right. So, it's, so you go in there a lot then. Yeah. No. And, the, it, and that's one of the reasons why we wanted to have uh, Kelly on the show today is because John um, has a relationship with Halls and with him and with a lot of the people that work there.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I, I like it because, you know, I, I travel a lot and going to, you know, stores in different cities is fun or whatever, but. I don't know. Those guys sometimes I just go in there and say hi and see what they got, you know, what's new and and now that I can go in there and eat lunch and the food at that place is really really good. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it's if you haven't gone in and checked it out, it's certainly certainly worth and it. And
1: Kelly has a uh, interesting background. I mean, he uh he's been in this industry for his whole pretty much his whole oh, career. Yeah.
2: Well, the guy yeah, he knows what he's talking about.
1: I mean, about, that's for sure. living in Beverly Hills Neiman Marcus, that would have been fun. And then had
2: the opportunity to come back to Kansas City. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. That's people usually really like that to come home after they've been away. I know you did. Yeah. I mean, you missed the beach, but uh, you, you know, do like beach, being back, I would assume the right? beach
2: was nice. I used to drive my Jeep down, grab a a bonsai bowl, which is basically a sai bowl with berries
1: and stuff, and
2: do conference calls from the beach. I don't did do you do that some? Med- did you do some meditating too, man? <laughs> yeah, me and me and Andy and uh, and Danny. If
1: I have to hear about meditating, that's another piece of the Royals.
2: Game. Uh, maybe we should do a segment on. <laughs> meditation of the businessman and how it's helpful because a lot of like sports yeah. stars are are into that stuff. I the yoga, I, the meditation. I can't get I can't get into it.
1: You've done it though. Uh, I'm giving it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> you did, you've done yoga before. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't of yoga. I, the med- the meditation. I don't know. It's like people are getting app updates at the Royals game uh, about are you is your meditation started yet we're just like what i don't what? know it's it's a little
2: I, I mean i can understand it and i try to have an open mind about that stuff and i know that it really works for for some people so mm-hmm. you know danny especially yeah who's kind of all over the place and i to be honest the with guy you... guy works his butt off man. right but lately i mean he has been he's been hitting on all cylinders so maybe we should <laughs> maybe we should give it a chance
1: that should be his uh, his intro well you know, I mean, every time he comes on the air every month for a political uh, update, right? Danny, he's
2: hitting on t- all cylinders. What are we going to talk with Danny about next time he's on? Uh, you Missouri know, politics. Well, we
1: talked to him today about the Uber stuff. Yeah, and so I think I think next time we'll have him on next month. We'll talk more about the legislative session. Well, the you Uber know, he does list himself as a Washington D.C. Uh, government relations guy, so maybe we can get some federal stuff out. And of the he day.
2: has a two hundred two tell uh phone number. I noticed that. Yeah, but the I, Uber I, I was thing, like, "Who's texting me this the, morning?" The Uber thing will be interesting to see how that all plays out. Don't you think?
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh, it was a great first segment today. Um, I just, uh, I just don't want Kansas City to to move backwards. No, we got I, so much going us right now. You can't be a city
2: with Google, like one of the first to get Google Fiber. Are we the, We're the, the first, first, the first, yes. And then, and then stiff arm a company like Uber who's. What worth like just need to have billion. you just
1: need to have the, conf- the 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 communication that's what everyone wants to see just find a middle ground right work together right everyone can make money everyone can be happy let's all get along it's it, you know we'll figure it all out Kansas City's continue to move forward and and we need uh we need ride sharing plans to do that There's no doubt about it to be, to be a world class city um John Kenny Hertz is with me today on Grill Nation he is the he is from Kenny Hertz Perry Law Firm. Uh, we'll be right back after the break on Grill Nation. Thanks for joining us today on the KMBZ Business Channel.
5: shut
0: the world until the lights come on.
1: Welcome back to Grill Nation. I'm your host Jason Grill alongside guest contributor and co-host of Grill Nation, John Kinnihertz from the Kenny Hertz Perry Law Firm in Kansas City, located on the Country Club Plaza. How are you doing, John? I'm good. Great show so far today. I yeah. appreciate you joining me uh, as always uh and appreciate the listeners listening on KMBZ Business Channel 1660 AM and on KMBZ.com along with all of the different podcast channels we have via iTunes, TuneIn and Stitcher. I feel like I we're feel growing, like, man.
2: I, I well I feel like the new Grill Nation is really really growing in the right direction.
1: I hope so. Yeah. We've got great partners. And one of those partners of Grill Nation is the Kansas City Power and Light District. And from time to time we are gonna have uh people and uh you know events featured on Grill Nation uh dealing with the Kansas City Power and Light District and we're lucky today to have on uh Nick Benjamin, who is the executive director of the Kansas City Power and Light District. Welcome to the show, Nick. How are you today?
5: Doing great. Thanks for having
1: me. It's great to hear from you, man. Um, Nick, if you guys haven't met Nick out there, he's one of the nicer guys in Kansas City and uh, and doing great things uh, in Kansas City at Kansas City Power and Light District. Hey, uh, Nick, tell us a little bit about your background because I know you're not originally from Kansas City, but you've uh, you've come to love it, haven't you?
5: I have come to love it. I, um, I grew up in New Jersey. Uh, I actually worked as a uh, lawyer in New York City for about three years uh, before I started working for the quarters company uh started working for the Cordish company in early two thousand eight and uh was immediately involved in the Power and Light District as it opened and uh and then moved out here and kinda assumed my current role uh in August of oh nine. So been living here almost six years now and uh I love it. I, I you know I I love uh working on the Power and Light District but also just uh love being a part of the Kansas City community which is a great community.
1: Yeah, and I mean, just thinking back to six years, I mean, it's 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 hard to believe it because it's hard to picture downtown now without the Kansas City Power and Light District. And it's hard to picture. I mean, I remember going down there when I was a, a summer associate and we're all three lawyers here. It's kind of funny. Um, but at, at some point, you know, going downtown and going to Fred Piott's down there, there was really nothing down there in that actual area. And just the amount of growth that has happened because of the power and light district, Kansas City Power and Light District. Uh, it's been pretty cool. So it's really cool to see hear you say that as a uh, you know a New York, New Jersey guy um, who's he's found a home here in Kansas City. Um,
5: yeah, look, you know, I I really think uh, I've lived in uh lived and visited a lot of different areas, and uh, I, I think Kansas City can hold its own with with any other city in the country. And uh, you know, uh, it's part of what we're trying to do in uh, with the Power and Light District, and we're taking you know some big steps and bringing some access to kansas city uh that uh you know larger markets have had uh but uh haven't come to kansas city yet like uh one light luxury apartments
1: let's get into that um john and i were talking about it i'm going to be moving there uh actually when it opens tell our listeners a little bit about that project and it's pretty historic because i don't think we've had anything like this in kansas city history
5: yeah, it's uh one light on and, and actually uh Jay Dunn just poured the 21st floor yesterday. So we're uh we're we're four floors from uh topping out, which is pretty exciting. It's it's been moving fast. It's but, gone uh, up
2: really quick. Nick, I live like a block away. And it's it. They're working twenty four hours every day. I mean, it's unreal how fast that's gone up.
5: Yeah, it, you know, it's it's uh, it's really uh, impressive watching it every day. Uh, Jay Dunn's doing a tremendous job. It's a very complicated project on a on a small site um, and a lot of challenges. And uh, the, so far, they've they've handled all of them really well, and uh, we're on schedule. And uh, it, the building's really uh, really starting to come together. We have a couple. Uh, on the 5th floor we've done a couple test units that we've fully finished out so we got a chance to see what those look like and and they look fantastic so it's uh added to to my level of excitement about the uh impending opening in November uh, and, but
1: and what and again how many units are going to be in the in the one light
5: uh it's uh 307 units wow
1: and and let's get into some of the amenities uh, nick cuz i think that's people might People might remember the old Jones Pool. I know you guys have done some work with that, and then also with the gym there um, is going to be a part of connected to that pool, and you guys are doing new things about that, that haven't been done before.
5: Yeah, it's a really long list of amenities, which was intentional. We, you know, we, we want to make it a, uh, a, a full 24-7, uh, basically resort lifestyle uh, in, an, in an urban setting. Uh, so uh, every resident of the building will get free access to One Life Fitness, uh, One Life Fitness is a 35,000-square-foot fitness center uh, that's essentially in the same building, uh, just above Uh One Life opened in late September and already has over 3,000 members. and uh, It's a beautiful facility. And uh, every resident will also get free basic Google Fiber uh, as, as part of their rent package and their units. Um, we're in the process now of uh, renovating and improving uh, the Jones Pool, which is a 21,000-square-foot pool deck, which will be an amenity uh, for residents of the building, we put in about $2 million into the Jones uh, to make it an even more kind of luxurious spa-like retreat for people living in the building. Uh, the building will have a theater room, uh, a club room, a demonstration kitchen, where we'll bring in chefs from the Power and Light District and chefs from all over Kansas City, uh, to do cooking classes and tastings and wine tastings. Um, Costantino's is going to deliver into the building for those who don't want to, you know, walk the few feet out the door <laughs> to, to the, uh, you know, one of the one of the best urban grocery stores in the country. Uh, I could go on and on. It's There's sunny. so many. There's it's so, so
1: many, way. Nick. I mean, it's uh, it's awesome. And in the pool alone, I mean, just just the the amount of money you guys are pouring into that to make it. I mean, truly kind of like a hotel-style, resort-type uh, atmosphere is going to be incredible. I can't wait, man.
2: So, Nick, what do we, and I'm asking this probably more for myself than anybody who's listening, what do people do if, how do they get in touch with whomever they need to get in touch with so that they can secure a uh, an, apart, an, an apartment there? I know Jason has, but he's always kind of like got the inside track. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so there, are, So there are a variety of options. Uh, you can go to our website, uh, which is uh, onelightkc.com. Uh, and actually, uh, on, on a website, uh, w- we have a leasing tool that allows uh, potential renters to view full 3D panoramic renderings of every unit in the building. Yeah,
2: Jason's showing me right now. I brought it up it in the studio here, Nick. Pretty awesome.
5: And, and it shows the views from those units as well. Uh, you can actually uh, go through the whole process of reviewing units, uh, applying and signing a lease just through the website. Um, but we also have a sales center, uh, that's open, uh, on main street, uh, just North of Costantino's, uh, and, uh, I
1: stop uh, by there often. Really? There's great people in there helping, you know, working for the district and, and one line. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's a nice, yeah, it's a nice unit too.
5: We, we, we've got a great team there and our, uh, a community manager, Marnie Saul's and, uh, Leasing manager, Jen DeMeyer, and uh, we've got a full uh, four-and-a-half-foot-high model of One Light cool. and the Jones yeah. Pool, uh, and uh, also have uh, a model uh, kitchen and living room uh, so you can get a feel for uh, the finishes and fixtures and just kind of overall look and feel of what the units in the building are going to look like before we get model units open in the, in, in the actual apartment building, which will be uh, early July.
1: Uh, we're talking to Nick Benjamin, the executive director of the Kansas City Power and Light District. Nick, um, besides One Light, you guys have some interesting stuff happening here, Steve, that you want to talk about. Uh, with some new restaurants, obviously, and we we can get into it, and about Cleaver and Cork, which just recently opened.
5: Yeah, it's uh, you know it's been a really exciting year for us with uh, with One Light and uh, the kind of four largest tenants we've had open over the last six months. We've, we'll, we'll have a total of four hundred thousand uh, square feet of new uh new tenants new uh new GLA in the power and light district which is about the size of the original district so uh in in one sense we're we're basically doubling in a uh, in a year span but um the the, the biggest highlights are uh, you know cleaver and cork open february twenty sixth and
1: uh, it's already in so travel and leisure magazine and Time magazine yeah. in the top three top can't say it was the top three food city and in and, and cork got... Uh, Got some pub in that, which I thought was pretty cool. Eric, Eric Wiley, Eric, Eric Wiley over there Willie, at at Cork. Uh, and Cork's doing a great job, isn't he?
5: It's gotten off to a great start. Eric's great. Um, we have a great partnership there uh, with Alex Pope of mm-hmm. uh, Local Pig Fame and uh, a great culinary team. And uh, you know, March in is a, is a fun month in uh, in downtown Kansas City to be open with uh, with the Big Twelve tournament. And uh, I think uh, a lot of people in Kansas City have been exposed. to some great food and great great atmosphere at Cleveland cork and uh you know it it's it's off to a to a great start and a great addition for the district.
1: And then another addition is uh Yard House correct?
5: Yeah, uh Yard House uh is opening uh, at the corner of 13th and Main just south of uh the Arvis Bank Theater um on April 25th. And uh Sweet. It, it they're one of the best if not uh the best uh, restaurant, uh, you know, national restaurant chains in the country. Um, and uh, it's another great addition uh, in an anchor location uh, right at, you know, the northwest end of the district. Um, and uh, we're, we're, we're very excited to have them. And their opening pushes us to 94% occupancy in the district. So That's it's, amazing. Uh,
2: it's a pretty good place to
1: be. It is. And uh, you also want to touch on, too, Visit KC, the former Kansas City Convention and Visitors Bureau, uh, Visit KC now has their office located at the power, Kansas City Power and Light District. Uh, it was at their, uh, annual meeting. Actually, they did a, they put me in a video, John. It was kind of cool. And you were actually on it because remember they had the guys oh, come in see right. So we were on the Jumbotron at Sprint Center, but it was at Visit KC and Visit KC announced that, you know, they had, they had just moved into the new office location, which I think is great too. Because if you come to Kansas City, let's say you're staying at a hotel downtown, you know, you, you could go to Kansas City and not know about anything else besides downtown unless you've, you go to Visit KC, you walk in there, they have people helping you. It's pretty cool that they're now located very visibly in the Kansas City Power and Light District.
5: Yeah, it's really exciting for us. Uh, visit KC is, is such a, a great and, and critical partner for us, uh, and you know we're, we're really excited about their new leadership under Ronnie Bird. and uh, they do so much to, to bring visitors into Kansas City and uh, do so much to help our tenants. It's, it's great to have them in the district and, uh, you know, have the ability to have even more day-to-day interaction with them and uh, and a closer relationship, and um, also have a visitor center in the district so people can learn, you know, not just about the power and light district, but about all the options when they uh, when they come to Kansas City, because.
1: It's a long list. Hey Nick, we got about a minute and a half left in this interview. I appreciate you coming on Grill Nation Day. John Kinnyertz has got some uh, he, he wrote down some quick rapid fire questions for you. He's uh, curious about here. Will you
2: hand me that uh will you hand me that apron and spatula?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna put you in the grill here. We're calling
2: Nick. we're calling this segment with every guest you're on the grill with Jason Grill. But I have come up with a <laughs> question. i I've stolen the grill. Right.
1: Yeah. Okay, go ahead, John. Okay. We got um, we gotta be
2: quick with these today. Okay, best watch party in power and light history.
5: Uh, U.S. versus Ghana.
2: Favorite restaurant outside of the Power and Light? In Kansas City. In Kansas City. Graham and Dunn. Uber or taxi cab?
5: <laughs> Uber.
2: Yeah, he's forward-thinking here. I like it. What upcoming event this summer are you most excited for, concert or otherwise?
5: The Playoff run. Mm. Yes, yeah, that's guy. good. That was Positivity. good. That was a
1: good one. I like it. Oh, Nick, that was good. You answered those nicely. Uh, John, uh, John is pretty good with those questions, pretty quickly. Um, we're excited too uh, about everything going on at the Kansas City Power and Light District. Nick, we're excited that uh, that you guys are going to have a guest on every month. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna highlight what's going on down there, and we appreciate you. Being a uh, you know a supporter and a, a partner of Grill Nation and, uh, and, ga- I'm ex-
2: and supporting downtown Kansas City. And supporting City. downtown awesome. Kansas
1: City and doing so much work down there. And uh, I'm excited to move into are one there any
2: Are there any upcoming events that we should know about?
5: Uh, We've got a big Buzz Under the Stars show uh, in KC Live with uh, Matt and Kim and Meg Myers on May 7th.
1: Awesome. There we go. We'll be there. We'll be there. Uh, Nick Benjamin, Executive Director of Kansas City Power and Light District. Thanks for coming on Grill Nation, man. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon.
5: Thanks a lot for having me.
1: John, great show today. Thanks for joining me again. And uh, keep up the good work for all the entrepreneurs and business owners in Kansas City and throughout uh, the country with your law practice. Where do you find me? You find you at kennyhertzperry.com. That's right. Thanks (laughs) for listening to Grill Nation. Check us out online at grillnationshow.com and check out all of our social media handles and uh, check out some of the photos. We're going to be posting some photos from this week's show. Have a great day and we'll talk to you soon.